When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and hardcore listeners, what's up? I'm Wiley Willis, coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, with my trusty co-host. Mick Cox from Parkersburg, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee and Hardcore, Season 2, Episode 5. I know I always say this, but I'm surprised we're here. This episode is titled, Booyah! Don't Go There. Coffee and Hardcore is all that and a bag of chips. That's right, and you were just... Not just to the, the long intro there, but you also <laughs> were privy to the brand new Coffee and Hardcore uh, theme song, intro, outro. It's by Skullcrack, and it has crazy awesome lyrics. Check it out. All right, here we goes. Here's the Coffee and Hardcore theme. Blah. Hanging out with Wiley and Mick. Coffee and Hardcore. Lay it on thick. Coffee, Hardcore, Coffee. It's Coffee and Hardcore. Wiley's from Chicago. Mick was in Zayo. Beans and tunes, that's what they know. What's new in the scene on caffeine? Coffee and hardcore, you know what I mean. Coffee, hardcore, coffee. It's coffee and hardcore. Then Fresh Pots! <laughs> from Dave Grohl. <laughs> Fresh Pots! <laughs> it's taken from the, from the Dave Grohl uh, YouTube video. Fresh Pots! <laughs> i have to say that that is a badass theme song yeah we will be keeping the battle royale coffee and hardcore theme as the outro to every podcast except for this episode we have a special outro song on this episode only but thank you Skullcrack, so much for uh this new theme we really really appreciate it yeah yeah it's totally it's, rad speaking of new songs for those who know me know that Descendants is my all-time favorite band ever. Good news from the Descendants camp. Sort of new music from them coming July 23rd, 2021 of this year. And what I say by sort of new, it's 18 old songs performed by the original Milo Goes to College lineup. All the old Descendants songs before Milo sang on the Descendants, re-recorded by the original lineup in 2002 before Frank died in 2008. The project was put on hold because of the lockdown and Milo finished his vocals on these older songs created before he was actually even in the band. 
uh, dating to like the late 70s and the, the early 80s. And then they were re-recorded in 2002. Um, like I said, Frank passed. Milo, during the lockdown, found time to put his vocals in all these songs. And I am pretty stoked. I also posted a photo of our dog, Nan, in a Milo blanket on the Coffee and Hardcore story on Instagram. And the descendants shared it in their yes. stories. <laughs> I seriously about fainted. Anyways. Descendants released a single. Let's drop it. It's called Baby Don't You Know by the Descendants. Boom! In this episode, my wife comes on and she does the coffee review for us, and we're super excited about that. It's short, it's sweet, it's got the Mothman in it, it's got bridge history in it. Boom, <laughs> it's good stuff. We did kind of get a bridge history lesson. I like it. <laughs> we also have Ruben on the show who fronts the bands through and through and see Dios Chiare here in Chicago. Uh, he's in Little Village in Chicago. Uh, we had a really good chat with him. I, I wanted to get more in depth with him about the police subject, but during the conversation, I realized it really wasn't about what I thought. And instead of making it about my point of view and what I thought, I just thought it was truly important to, to hear Ruben's side of everything and hear what he has to say and how he thinks. I don't always agree with everybody on everything. And I tried to play the devil's advocate a few times uh, to get him to get a little deeper and uh, so I could get a little bit uh, in-depth look at his views but it's always a treat talking to Ruben and uh, Ruben and I go back and he's a good friend. Yeah, man. That was an awesome conversation. And uh, then we also have all our killer album reviews for this episode. So stay tuned because of, we have a great show for everybody. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Let's get into it. Boom. It's time. <laughs> It's album review time. We got Mick's picks. What band did you pick first, Mick? I, I'm going to start with this band first. I'm going to start with the band Fuse. Yeah, album is titled? Uh, this Segregation Will End. When was it released? It was released in 2020. I do not know the month. April. April. Okay, April How many tracks? I don't know how many tracks. It's a full nine track. Yeah, it's it's almost a full LP, right? <laughs> yeah, nine tracks. Anything over eight's a full LP, right? Uh, sure. Sure, sure. Why not? I uh, thought it was. I thought it was over a half hour. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Though. It's over half. Okay. Because yeah. what if you had eight tracks that were a minute long? That's true. And then, yeah. Then it'd be eight minutes. Then it'd be eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
then it would technically be an EP, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's gotta be over over a half hour. But this band is from Southeast Asia. They're actually from Singapore. They call themselves uh, you know, they're part of the Lion City hardcore crew. Um, but I had never heard of them before and actually uh came across uh, an interview uh, that they did. It's an, it's pretty much almost an all girl band, except for uh, they have a, uh, a guy drummer sometimes. Um, but they basically was a group of girls who, and I call them girls because they're younger. They're, they're, they're not even in their twenties yet. Oh, they're teenagers. Yeah. They're teenagers. Um, wow. They're teenagers. Yes. Which makes it even <laughs> crazier, right? The guitar is insane. Yeah. Um, so good. But, you know, kind of like um, based off a conversation that we had with Ruben about um, just um, basically empowering women and allowing them to be a part of the scene and a voice and all of that, like basically share their voice. That's kind of how that band started. Like they, they started like looking into the whole riot girl movement from the late 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and uh, and basically just was passionate about it. And like from where they're from in Southeast Asia, there wasn't a whole lot of equality there. And so they come out as a band and start singing about these things and start talking about these things and start pushing these things. And, you know, like I said, they're teenagers and yeah. the lyrics are powerful, but man, the guitar and the bass is nuts. And when you know how young they are, you're like, what? And it's not the most polished album. Um, That's what makes it great. Yes, exactly. That's what makes it great. I mean, it, there's there's a couple songs I'm like, it's full on like that thrash drum beat, and then the yeah. guitars and all that. Oh, it's it's so good. My, I I really uh, dig the song "Deceit." Like that is that song's my jam. Let's drop it. Let's drop it right now. Here we go. what you think dude i absolutely love this band i've never heard of this band before so again when you send me stuff that i've never heard of <laughs> and i like it it's a treat and i really really love these songs so it's nine songs and it leaves me wanting more which yeah. i know sometimes we say sorry i heard my I echoed on you am i echoing no not now okay cool um sometimes with hardcore bands you know eight nine ten songs you and i both go ah that they could have done like six and it would have been great (laughs) right (laughs) but this album nine tracks and 
it doesn't seem like it's nine tracks. It seems like it goes by really quick and I want more. Yeah. It's really good. The vocals are super rad. The tone of the vocalist is perfect yes. for this music. High energy and passionate yelling. I dig, and I know you do too, but I dig the rattling bass tone. Yes. <laughs> uh, hard hitting drums for the win. Also, you know, I'm a sucker for hard hitting drums. This is some great hardcore, some really well put together and thought out hardcore. I absolutely love how the track deadlock starts. The, yes. The drum roll. Yeah. Like that really powerful drum roll into that blistering guitar part. Pure hardcore bliss. Yes. Plus I get a nice bleh from the vocalist. <laughs> so let's drop my favorite track, Deadlock, now. You know, one more thing about that band before we go. So we move on to my, my second pick is I love finding stuff that is not around me. And so when I first heard that, I was like, man, this is so good. And then I went and looked into them and, you know, from that interview and then seeing more like where they're from, it's just crazy. Cause you get to hear their perspective. Like it's from a whole other country, the other side of the world. Yeah. Perspective. So it's just, I don't That's know. Really cool, awesome. yeah. yeah. All right. So my second pick yeah. is tuning. And Say that again. Tuning. Cool. Is that right? I think yeah. it's tuning. Yeah, um, that's right. You, uh, ble- you, ble- you bleeped on my end like it oh. like cut out. Uh, but the album is Defining the Purpose yeah. from Oakland, California. And um, how I come out when it come out. I, I know it came out last year. I don't know what the month is. August 2020. My OCD has to tell people how many tracks you got there, Mick. Uh, see, I don't pay attention to how many tracks. <laughs> eight tracks. Eight tracks. All right. Eight it's tracks. a full, it's a full LP. Cause it's longer than a half hour, right? Is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Um, but how I found this band was from, uh, the band that we reviewed a while back discourage. Yeah. Um, Matt, is, Matt from discourage is in this band as well. 
And I oh, did nice. not know that. And I, I guess, and they, and tuning has been around a lot longer, but I had never heard them before. this is the first album that I've heard by them. And man, this, the whole sound of this album just brought back feelings of like, come back, come back kid. You know, the, the mm-hmm. wake the dead album smacking in with some, maybe some stretch Armstrong. That's a great record. Wake and uh, yeah. And then even, you know, there's a couple times on a couple songs that even, you know, reminded me of, you know, an old band uh, that I think was on new age uh, mean season, which I was just loved that band. And there was just some, it was just the passion and the feeling in the vocals. It's just got that. I don't know that, that kind of that comeback kid kind of like, singy yelly kind of thing going on um but super just i I, it's it's just a whereas fuse was this one like you know style of hardcore this is just this to me it just brought back the 90s kind of feel that that's you know like come back yeah it it mixes stuff yeah yeah i have that in my notes too yeah the guitar riffs on this album are just, it's just sometimes I'm like, I would have never thought to have done that. It, it, it's just very inspiring to me. I hear it. I'm like, Oh man, I would have never thought to put a riff that sounded like that here. And then boom, it just goes into something else. It's, it's, it's kind of like that one record in a way that you sent that you said, sounds like Soundgarden. I was like, pass. Right. Right. But then I, but then I loved it. What record yeah. was that? Again? That w- uh, <laughs> so it was got it it was mind's eye mind's eye true blue <laughs> true blue that was it <laughs> yes okay, so, so mind's eye true blue right right can i have that same kind of feel yeah because it was different it had it didn't just take hardcore it took other riffs right yeah so i really dug it my i loved the the first song uh, the quiet hero song. I thought that was just a great intro to the album to kind of pull you in. Like, yeah. it sucked, like as soon as it kicked in, I was like, I'm in, I, I'm going to listen to the whole thing, the whole Drop album. It. Drop right, it. Right, here it comes. Drop it. Boom.
All right, we're back. We are back. <laughs> Talking about tuning. Yeah. So this set of eight songs gives me a good hardcore melodic ride into nostalgia, also delivering a new fresh sound. So like you kind of talked about, uh, they, they mix it up. They mix it well. At times, you're going to think this is crazy, but I just have to say because this is how I feel. Right. At times, I get a Deftones. Yeah. It's like old AFI, like Black Sails in the Sunset AFI. Yep, yep. Uh, it's like AFI mixed with hardcore. I hear a Gorilla Biscuits influence there yeah. as well. I, I dig it. My track is Bitter Wind. Ooh. And again, with a great drum roll, blah, blah, into a killer guitar slide. And I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> I also really like the last track, The Lost War, a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd say my pick is Bitter Wind, the second track on the eight song album. So you pick the first one, I pick the second one. Nice. Drop it now. Boom.
right, so now it's your turn. Drop All your right, two picks. It's my turn. It's your turn. So this one, this band is Change. Mm. Album, Closer Still, released September 2020, 13 tracks, okay? And I think Mick will agree with all of this. I pick this because it's probably one of the best hardcore releases of 2020 that got overlooked by us. Yeah. Not overlooked by us personally, but by the podcast. Yeah. It slipped through the cracks, probably because we both loved the album and bought it. And we just figured we already reviewed it because we both loved it so much. <laughs> That's true. There's like no bad tracks on this album. <laughs> All the songs are 100% kick you in the face, kick ass, five cups of coffee, hardcore approved. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's vegan straight edge hardcore at its very best. Hard to beat. Old school hardcore vibes with the newer fresh take. Yeah. Bass tone, again, is a bass player's dream. Yes. I think even you, Mick, are inspired by this sound. And I think we talked about you using that as an inspiration for the new red line stuff. Am I yes. correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we were saying maybe a little dirtier for red line. Yes. A little dirtier, a little rattlier and dirtier. But I think that, I think when we were like, what's a good bass tone. And you were like, have you heard this band change? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yep. I'm like, that would be a great bass tone for red line. <laughs> anyway, this album is a breath of fresh air. I like every single track. You could drop the whole album for all I care. Right. <laughs> as my favorite song. But for real, let's drop Reason. Oh. If, to give people a taste of that thick killer bass tone. And that's the one you picked too, isn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> drop it now. Boom. Boom. Listen, listen, I'm just going to, I wrote this down in my notes. Dear God, the bass is so insane in this song. It is like the end of the Rambo movie when (laughs) Rambo is up on the car and he's got the big 50 cow and he's going, that's what, (laughs) yes, this bass line is is so intense. That's what it reminds me. It's I've, I've called, I think, um, 
thing discouraged i said they're based on was godzilla attacking yes. Tokyo. um this band they're based on is like rambo just wiping out everybody it's yes it's just <laughs> nuts oh i love i love it so much i can't there's just i don't i cannot say that there's one song that i went uh why is that on there? Every single song, all eight songs are insane. Eight songs. 13, yeah. Eight, bro. 13. That's right. Sorry. Um, the last one is like kind of like the spoken word kind of. Yeah. It's that's I'm, But I really dig the song response to that song's killer. I love it. But, you know, since you took reason. <laughs> Uh, response is probably the other track that I really dig on that album, which I, it's hard because I love the whole freaking thing. Yeah, me too. And it's so funny, like, cause I think both of us at one point or another, we have brought up this band and like, we talked about them and I, and it's so funny that we overlooked them. Like, cause we were both so into them like this. Yeah, that changed. And it's so cool. I, and even the, the cover artwork is awesome. It's different. It's weird. Oh yeah. It's and, like a, a painting kind of yeah i mean it's not but it's like yeah it reminds me of kind of like drain yeah and then it has color wise and then but the and then the 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 band logo is just like almost looks like graffiti yeah like cartoon graffiti yeah yeah it's just real different like you'd see in like a 90s cartoon on the wall on a wall straight painted on a wall in the 90s cartoon like hey arnold yes (laughs) you'd be like walking by or Rocco's modern life right <laughs> All right, drop your track, bro. Sorry. All right, I'm going to drop response right now. released december 2020 nine tracks so i love how dirty and angry this album sounds yes it's pissed off and hard-hitting the musicianship is actually pretty incredible the guitar tone and melody is inspiring i absolutely love the vocals and the gang vocals yeah i love when the guitar bass and drums all go spastic but together at the same time like that happens a lot in the record and it's so cool the bass tone on this is also great 
This is like an awesome episode for Great Bass Tone. Yes, it is. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so my track that I really like on this is it's either money, money or dollar, dollar signs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say money, money or dollar, dollars. So the funny thing about this is I, you know, I sent you this, what, last month? You sent me yours yeah. last month. Yeah. Today, when we're about to do the review, Steven Scope of Straight Edge for Christ posts up this band and this song. And he's like, <laughs> check out this band. This is a killer song. And so I, I messaged him. I'm like, dude, I'm re- we're reviewing this album. I picked this album. This is the song I picked for my song to drop. And he's like, that's pretty rad, dude. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's drop money, money, dollar, 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 dollar. Boom. So here's what here's what I think about this album. It's snotty. Oh, I like that word. Snotty, like attitude wise. Snotty. I like it. it, Yeah. Slaps you in the face. It's hyper. It's like the hyperactive kid in in preschool that doesn't stop. Like it doesn't stop. It keeps going and going. It doesn't stop. It doesn't shut up. It it (laughs) doesn't take. It doesn't. It's almost like it doesn't even. Like the whole album doesn't even breathe. Yeah. Like I feel. Like if they ever played this album live, like do does, do they ever take a break in between songs or do they just go, go, go like how in the world it's, it's nuts. The, and like you said, when the drum and the guitar and the bass all go spastic like that, it's like, mm-hmm. what is happening? And it's not, it's done so well. It's like, normally when that happens, it just, it just becomes mud. It falls but apart. It, yeah. Yeah. It, this doesn't, it's tight. Yeah. And uh, it reminds me of the little kid, like you said, in preschool who brings a shiv in his bag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what it, it, it's, it's Damien. <laughs> yeah. Preschool. Um, but yeah, just, I like the song that you dropped too. I do. I like the song the way it is as well. That song's pretty killer. Um, and let's talk about the artwork on this album too. So good. Yeah. Like different. Like, what would you yeah what what would you say that is like uh describe that it kind of reminds me of remember that band gosh i'm really bad at going back and talking about band the band that that the guy that from counterpoint is in his other band oh yeah 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 um it reminds me of that yeah 
yeah, the way that work. Yeah. Why can't we remember anything? Because we're, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it's and it's really it's done really well. It's it's you know, like when I saw the album cover, I didn't think that. That's that what come it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of blown away. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's got it's it's weird because it's got like that old school hardcore skinhead kind of mm-hmm. yeah. vibe to it. Um, but the music's like nasty and dirty in the best way. Yes. So yes. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like what the, is the name of that band? That to me, the album artwork is awesome, but it's not snotty enough for. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it should have like a skunk sticking its tongue out or something. Something, some, just some so, shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you. Uh, did we drop the other track yet? I don't remember. Let's double drop that track. We'll double double drop that track, <laughs> and when I go in and edit it, I'll make it just one. How about Let's that? Double stuff that Oreo. <laughs> next level all right welcome ruben l garza jr to the coffee and hardcore podcast ruben is from little village here in chicago illinois and is the front man for through and through and one of my all-time favorite chicago hardcore bands c dios carry we might disagree on some things but that's okay staying civil and respectful is the most important we come from different worlds in the same city so it's important to share perspective and challenge each other's thinking so let's get into it. Ruben, how are you doing? All politics aside, all the politics aside right now, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really good. You know, just hanging in there, surviving this uh, pandemic. Uh, been, you know, been trying to keep busy with music. Uh, See, Dios Quere has been my outlet throughout this whole pandemic. Has been... Uh, has been where I've been expressing myself a lot more and doing a lot more, you know, hardcore and punk rock with uh, CD Oskete. So it feels, uh, uh, you know, it, that's, that's how it's been going. I've been doing some, some soul searching through that, you know. <laughs> that's good. 
And you guys, you guys started in 2020 last year, right? Yeah, we started around, I think Rick, the drummer Rick and, uh, and Chris were jamming together. And then Rick brought in his brother, Rob, to play guitar. I think they were jamming. I want to say like, I kind of want to say like 2019, they were already like jamming and stuff like that. Okay. And then I, I came into the, I came into it around, yeah, like around January, 2020. That's where I came into it, you know, like a few months before the pandemic. Sure. Uh, and then, um, then that's when I brought in my childhood friend, Louie, who's also from Little Village to play bass. So the band's like a mix of Pilsen people, Little Village people, Berwin and Humboldt Park people. So it's uh, pretty cool. It's a great band. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Mick's I, a huge fan, too. With, yeah. <laughs> I said Mick's a huge fan, too. Oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I do the 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 songs and the artwork, everything, the the power behind uh everything that's there. It just blew me away. When Wiley sent it to me, it just straight up blew me away. And then uh you when you dropped the uh the live footage from was that a coffee shop? Yeah, yeah dark, we played for Dark, dark Matters. Matters. Oh god, dude, that was so good. Like, that's Dark Matter, the coffee I sent you last night. Oh, time. really? Wow, man. Yeah, so good that, coffee. Unicorn, and... <laughs> unicorn blood, that's who makes that. Oh man. It was, it was great. So, Ruben, I know through and through and Two Minute Minor have played some shows with y'all. Um, are Is through and through taking a break during COVID? Because I haven't really heard a lot about through and through lately. Um, I want to say, I honestly would, I could be honest and tell you, I don't know if through and through is still a band. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, we decided after March not to do anything. Uh you know, because of what's of going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, March of last year. I'm sorry. March of last year, we decided not to do anything. You know, it was just kind of one of those things where we were like, you know, we've been a band at that time for about six or seven years. You know, we toured a lot. We played shows a lot where we kind of were just like, hey, look, we can we can do other stuff. Like, we can finally yeah. do the other things we want to do. You know, Studio Skate was getting a lot, you know, a lot busier with the writing process and I, you know, uh, you know, uh, Guido from through and through guitar player, you know, he was getting into this whole like solo music stuff, which he's doing really cool. Like, like Gothic music, electronic music like that. Our drummer Izzy, he plays drums in, uh, in like two other bands and he's singing for iced out now. Oh, so, man. And then uh, Sergio, he's just, uh, he's actually been doing uh, really cool stuff on Twitch, like playing video games online. Uh So uh, Sergio's been doing that, and he also plays for, like, Black Bass. And he also plays in another band called Perpetual Defilement along with Izzy. I think Izzy also plays drums for Carry On Throne, like a death metal band. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all of us kind of just decided, like, all right, we're going to venture off into different things finally. I think that was a plan at the beginning of the year. And I guess obviously with everything that happened during March of last year, we were all kind of like, all right, you know, well now we could take advantage of the situation and actually do things that we've been wanting to do. Uh, yeah, that's how, you know, I mean, I don't know what's there to come for through and through through and through is not a band that's into five-year plans. 
you know, we're not, you know, we're not one to be, we're not one to sit down and be like, Hey man, like this is what we should do in this month and that month and this month, you know, yeah. we, when it happens, it just kind of happens with through and through same thing with CDOs get it. I mean, all we have planned is to write music and we'll see what happens from there. Right. Right. Um, well, I know through and through, I've seen you guys, I've played with you guys and I gone to your shows and your energy is amazing. I know, I don't think Mick, you haven't seen them, right? No, I haven't. I haven't. No, but Ruben as a front man, I think is one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite front man. He, he went to me at minor plays. He comes up and, and sings on, uh, the hard times cover and he just gets the crowd moving. I'm like, Oh, that's what a good front man looks like. <laughs> Are we okay to cover front times anymore? I mean, front times, oh, you, hard times. You, you can, well, I mean, Harley, Harley still plays it. I mean, I don't know what the stuff that the other guy says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going there. <laughs> I don't, Do I don't it. care. Do Ruben's, it. Not a, Ruben's not a John Joseph fan anymore, which the funny thing is, is Ruben was a John Joseph fan and I was more of a Harley fan. And I think Ruben's on Team Harley now. You know, dude, I guess I am. <laughs> but it's just the it shit he says. It doesn't really matter. You know, like the shit he says is so. Can I swear? By the way, I don't know yes, if I can swear. swear. Yeah, I know we're all. I know we're all Christians here. Uh, but the shit John Joseph says, and it's just, I just can't get my head around it. And it's so incel. It's sexist. It's you know, it's homophobic. Like as much as he wants to say, no, but in my day, no, it's not your day anymore. You know, like get out of here with that. Like I, I, I appreciate the big influence he was in my life earlier on when I first got into hardcore and Chromags. Like, you know, I, I pushed myself to do better because of a lot of the things that he has said in the past as well. But that doesn't, we, that doesn't push out all the dumb shit he's been saying, you know, Sorry if I get this podcast under fire. <laughs> we'll give him your email. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I do. Hey, I do want to drop a through and through song. So what's your favorite through and through song that you have recorded? Honestly, my favorite through and through song would have to be. Uh, um, oh, my God. Self-worth. I'm so sorry. Self-worth. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. let's, dr let's drop through and through self-worth right now.
<laughs> cool. So see Dios Carry, meaning God willing, is a band that you started, like we said, in 2020. But you guys released a killer three-track cassette tape titled The Hell Like No Other. A Hell Like No Other through New Mortality Zine, correct? Yeah. Uh, talk about that. Like, how did you get hooked up with this with this zine? And tell us a little bit about them. Uh, Nick Acosta, Nick Acosta, I'm sorry, you know, for you white people, Acosta. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I met this guy, I want to say about maybe three to four years ago. And, um, you know, he just seemed like such a genuine person when I met him, really supportive of the hardcore scene, supportive of, uh, of helping bands just find a way to get on into bigger things through his zine. And when I saw he was releasing music for a while, you know, I wanted to release some through and through stuff through him, but it was kind of hard because, you know, our guitar player from through and through, uh, he's very, uh, He's, you know, he doesn't want any label on it. He wants it all to be independent, which is totally fine. And we've all agreed with him on it. Yeah. So, you know, I've, uh, but he's featured through and through a few times, like on articles and stuff like that. And, uh, just, uh, he was able to do that. For me, that was enough of, uh, you know, for me, that was enough of like a pat on the back. Like, Hey, you guys are doing it. You know, like, and that was yeah. pretty cool. I, I got, I started talking to him more and more and, uh, eventually when I made CDOs get it, well, not, I made CDOs get it right. When I joined CDOs get it, uh, Louie, our bass player also has a good friendship with Nick. And from there we started talking to Nick. Like I ended up messaging Nick and Nick was like, Hey, funny thing. Louie just messaged me too. So it was like already in our, it was already in our heads to message Nick. You know, and from there we started talking to Nick and Nick was very supportive. Like, yeah, you know, we showed him demos of our songs. We, uh, we send him lyrics and he liked the message. He was really into it, you know, from one, one, you know, one Latino brother to another Latino brother. And, uh, it was just a really cool, it was a really, it was a real cool thing. Like for him to pick us up knowing like well they're new you know there was no especially in the time when there's no shows being played you yeah know. but you're no you're known i guess i'm known <laughs> to be a i'm known to be a fucking like a pain in the ass in well, the scene. yeah but you're i mean i don't know about that but i'm saying <laughs> but you guys bring it with this record and it's had such a big impact in the small amount of time it's been out like you guys put out cassette tapes you sold out of cassette tapes to the second run is that right yeah yeah and then you, yeah. you did hats you sold out of your hats like you guys are pushing it you're you're doing good things in the hard yeah community. i'm yeah i'm really excited what cdos get is bringing uh is bringing to the table i think it's genuine i think it's a very genuine like hardcore crossover thrash thing going on right now and uh you know, all of us are big into thrash metal in that band as well. As much as we love hardcore, you know, I think me and Chris could relate a lot when we both like, like, Sepultura. Um, we, for some reason, both of us have been listening a lot to, like, anything Max Cavalera does. So it's, like, anything he's done with, like, Cavalera, Conspiracy, Soulfly, Sepultura, Nailbomb, me and him have been, like, really into that lately. Because Max Cavalera's just got great riffs. 
you know, they're, yeah. you know, especially like a guy like him, like, yeah, he's playing metal, but he gives them such a hardcore and punk attitude. You know, so we've been really into stuff like that. Uh, I think the other day, Louie and I were talking about nuclear assault. So that was like pretty cool. Cause uh, you know, Louie, Louis is the one that's more into like hardcore and then he goes from hardcore to indie. But like, that was real cool. We were talking, we were talking about, uh, we we're talking about nuclear assault and stuff like that for a bit and talking about like how cool their riffs are. So, you know, like we, you know, we've all, we've all come from different backgrounds, but at the same time, we've like been able to compromise like the type of music we like and the, mix of music that we want to throw into what we do yeah that makes good music when you have different people come together (laughs) um okay dude let's get into it i know you want to get into it (laughs) (laughs) so you and i kind of chatted off the podcast about the hardcore punk music scene here in chicago you even went as far as to make a facebook post saying so quote so I'm doing a podcast sometime in the middle of April. Oh, you got someone talking. You got someone talking to you through a window. Hold on, I'm doing I'm doing the podcast right now. <laughs> I'll talk to you right now. It's a sign from God not to get into it. All right. No. <laughs> I'm just I'm just using it. All right. Yeah. So quote. So quote. This is something uh, Ruby threw out there on the interwebs. So I'm doing a podcast sometime in the middle of April with some good friends, but I can't say which one yet. Trust me, I will not hold back. And I will speak my mind. <laughs> why, do you, why do you make me sound like a death so, metal guy? No, no, no. So, so I get a hold of Ruben. And I said, uh, am I in trouble? And you're like, no, I just want to talk about the scene politics and gatekeepers and other things that are on my mind. And I said, okay, fair enough. So let's get into it. I know you want to. Man, I'm about to open a whole can of worms here. <laughs> so, so my whole thing is, you know, like, especially like being during this pandemic and like seeing how things are and stuff like that. Uh, my whole thing is like, my whole thing is like, I don't want to, let's say, keep, my mouth shut about stuff like abusers, you know, stuff like people who are racist, you know, cause a lot of times all these people are saying stuff like, Oh yeah, I'm against abusers. Yeah. I'm against racism. But when it comes to their friend, they keep their mouths shut, you know? And that's like one of my, that's one of my things that I've noticed. And I'm, you know, I'm one of these people now who I will not keep my mouth shut. Even if it's one of my closest friends, like, no, this is something that shouldn't be happening. You know, the scene talks about being against all these things, but yet you have all these people, you have all these white boys wearing Madball shirts who think they're tough, thinking that they're from areas like the area that I'm from, and they're not. And they're over here excusing their friends from, you know, they're excusing their friends from being a womanizer, you know, from being, you know, from saying racist remarks, you know, behind doors, thinking it's still okay because no one is hearing us, and it's not. You know, these are the people, these are the same people that keep their mouth shut, you know, when their friends are out there hitting women, raping women, because they have this whole thought of like, oh, he's my friend. You know what? He's not a bad guy. He was just having fun. And that's not okay. Like, that's one thing. Like, the scene just needs to stop being so, 
the scene needs to stop being so fake about it. Like, and I'm not saying everyone, man, because I know there's also a good handful of people or even more who are very, you know, who will speak their minds and will say what want something, even if it's their own friend. I would like to think the majority of it is like that, right? But even though even if it's one or two people who like to enable these things, we need to call them out. So that's that's like one of the main things. Like, you know, like how a lot of people, like how I mentioned John Joseph earlier, you know, I'm pretty sure there'd be some promoters or people hitting me up. Oh, you can't talk about him like that. And it's like, no, he's saying pretty shitty stuff. Let's say let's right, let's, you know, let's call him out on it. You know, I I would do the same if it was Mike Muir from Suicidal Tendencies. Thank God he doesn't say things like that. But if it was him. I'd say the same thing. Like, no, dude, you're wrong. You're saying things that are very bad towards other people and you're hurting people. You know, that's how I want to, you know, that's how I want to see it. Like call me out when I'm saying some dumb shit, you know, that's basically is uh, the thing is that hardcore still has that boys will be boys attitude and it's wrong. Uh, I, I don't agree with it. And I'm not just talking about my city. I'm talking about the whole scene in general, you know, it's like one Harley Flanagan people, you know, same thing with him as much as I respect what he's done. He's done a lot of crappy stuff too. And I'm not going to enable yeah. that and be okay. <laughs> yes. with yes, you know, it's like, true. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just can't, the more we enable these things by keeping our mouth shut, then the more they're going to happen. You know, it's like, and we really got to stop looking at people like, oh, do you know who that is? Oh, man, don't, don't say anything that don't say anything. Right. Just let them be. No, it's, it's not yeah, something. Like, they're like the idol status kind of. Yeah. Like that doesn't go with hardcore. And I don't know why that's become such a thing lately. You know, like it's, it's not okay to be like that. We're all normal I, people yeah. just trying to get along. Exactly. It's supposed to be a community. Yeah. Um, the the difference I do see right now in Harley Flanagan and John Joseph, just by their online presence, because that's all I know of them, <laughs> is, is that Harley seems to be focusing more on the music and not all the bullshit anymore. And then John Joseph seems to just be going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're the one that brought that to my attention. You're like, have you seen his his stuff he's been posting lately? I'm like, not really. So after we had that conversation, I went and looked, and I'm like, oh yeah, this dude, he's saying some kind of some sketchy things. Yeah, and it's just, it's not okay, you know. Like first of all, you're, you know, and here's where I get into it, and this is where I, I might be calling out certain centrist ideals. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but this this whole idea of like. Oh, out in the 80s, I I rioted against cops, but now it's not cool because not all cops are bad. It's like, uh, what? That's the world's biggest contradiction. You know, those are the centrist <laughs> ideas I don't care for, where these motherfuckers are over here saying, yeah, I used to riot with, and I used to fight against police, and I wrote songs about fuck the police. And then you're like, but not all of them are bad. You know, my think uncle... You don't think people can change their minds and, and grow and have... I, I don't call that people, growing. <laughs> I, well, I, I know you don't where you're at, but I think people 
uh, we're people of habit and nature and experience. And so we learn by experiencing things. So I think when people like yourself experience cops being negative towards your community, that's what you see. But someone who experiences a cop, say, being their, what, what you said, an uncle, would mm-hmm. see it as completely different because they see their uncle. They don't necessarily see the cop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, it's the same thing. I, I got two cousins who are cops. I sure. give them shit about it all the time. I tell them <laughs> AC. I tell them ACAB to their faces all the time when I but see you them. Still, you still love them, though, right? I love them because they're my cousins, but they better not ever expect me to respect them over a badge and gun. Sure. You know, I will slap the taste out of their mouth and forget that they're my cousins. You know, like it's it's one of the, it's one of those things where it's like, as much as I love my cousins, they're part of a system that is white. They're part of a system that is racist. They're as much as they want to say they're good cops and they're always going to do the right thing. We don't see that. It's not happening. What you don't right see thing? that? You don't see that in them or in general. In general, in them and any other cop, because okay. they are part of that system. They are part of that racist system, that white racist system. And that's how I'm going to stick to it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people. I'm not, I don't tolerate bullshit. I can't stand people coming up to me. Yeah. You know, like I've had conversations with like liberals for some reason, people think I'm a liberal. I'm like, no, I'm just a decent human being who believes in who believes in humanity. Like, I don't, I don't think right or left is really a thing. I guess I lean more towards left, but if you're a decent human being, you're not going to make it political. Black Lives Matter isn't political. It's Black Lives Matter, but people want to make it political, you know. Well, use it because for- everyone wants to make things political because there's money in it. Yeah, no, and when I people and I, pick a side, they get money, and that's what's wrong with politics. Yeah, you know, like, like why why is it that we got to make Black Lives Matter political? You know, why is it that a woman choosing to get rid of? You know, I mean, I don't mean to say it like that, but a woman choosing to have an abortion, why is that political? That's her body. It exactly. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be political. Again, you know? there's there's money in it. Uh, Mick knows all about that. We talked about in the last podcast. Yeah. All all kinds of money in both sides of that. But yeah, unfortunately there's a, the people who claim to be pro-life are actually really pro money, really, really pro money. (laughs) (laughs) They got got all these idiots thinking about pro-life, but they're also the same people who, you know, are okay with being, with having kids in cages at the border. Right. It also it doesn't make it doesn't make death, sense. Or the death penalty, even. Exactly, the death penalty as well. And that's like, you know, it's it's one of those things that I like. I can't stand about these like right wing Christians, man. We're like, <laughs> it's it's so it's sorry, so. Sorry, I laughed. We just had a whole pot. Our last podcast yeah. was about this: how out of control right wing Christians are. And it's it's like you know I consider myself Catholic because my mom raised me and my mom to me is like the strongest woman. And I mean, to me, like if she, if she, if she, you know, cause she's, you know, she's not judgmental towards people who are, you know, part of the LBGTQ community. She's very accepting, you know, um, the church that I go to the priest, he's well, you know, that I used to go to, especially cause I haven't gone to church since this all started, but which is you know, he, 
you know, he put, yeah, he put, you know, he put the rainbow flag outside of the church and, you know, and a lot of other Catholics looked down on him, but he didn't care. So that to me is cool. You know, things like that, you know, Ruben, what, what's can up? I ask you a question? What's up? Now I'm playing the devil's advocate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so just deal with it. You said you were going to give me some shit. So I'm going to give you some shit. Okay. So you're, you're Catholic. I know, I know you dabble in uh, Krishna also, right? Or at least some of the ideals. Some of the ideals of Krishna. Okay, that's. I'm not going to give you shit about that because I think that's cool. Um, but so what? I I want to. This might turn around on me, and I'm okay with that. So, I'll be prepared. So so you say now I'm playing the devil's advocate here. So you say all cops are bastards. All cops are bad, right? You don't think there's any good cops? Are all priests bad? Because priests molest kids. There's a difference here. Okay. That. That one a priest, you know, I can't really speak for every church. I can't really speak for every, uh, but you're speaking you know. for every police department. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the thing about why the police department. And the thing is, I also give shit to the church. Like I, you know, my mom, you know, she'll hear, she, she'll hear me like question a lot of the things that the Catholic church has taught me. Yeah, as, as well you should, as, a kid. as everyone should. Yeah, should. and you know, and, and then uh, a lot of times, um, a lot of times with that, you know, I was very rebellious as a kid where our old priest would tell us something in Sunday school, and I'd be like, that's whack, <laughs> you know, and then he'd call my mom and like, your, your son's being <laughs> a jerk. Well, what do you teach him? She's like, well, he's that's how he is, he questions things, yeah, and um. Uh, you don't get me wrong. I don't find, you know, I don't, I don't find the church to be better than the police department because there's so many things that are so corrupted in there as well, especially. Yeah. The, Catholic the church, church. They have their own police department for the most part. Yeah, they do. They have their own law. Yeah. And the fact that a lot of priests decide to still back up a priest who did something to a child is pretty fucking shitty. And that's the same thing as a cop. For the most <laughs> part, you know, like, I will agree with that. You know, in some way, the, as much as my priest is cool, I should hold him accountable for the way other priests have been. Because that's something he should be talking about in his uh, sermon or whatever when he's right. preaching. They just, they just move them around. They don't kick them out. They just move them around. So I should hold that priest accountable the way I hold all cops accountable for the actions of one or two. Because it's true. I'll say it every day, all day. All coppers are bastards. The only good cop is a dead cop. You know, it's it's true. And, you know, my whole thing is, too, same thing with a priest. As much as I believe in God, I don't go to confess because I don't think a priest, a priest is that close to God. I have my own relationship with God. You know, yeah. that's a whole Amen. different thing. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's good. And that's, I mean, after shows, you and I talk for at least an hour, it seems like. Yeah. And we talk about spirituality and different religions, and you talk about taking from different things, and I always respected that. You were honest and open about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, those are, these are the things that for me are very, uh, it's like you, you, like I said, if I'm not willing to let people get away with dumb shit in the music scene, then I'm not going to let people anywhere I go get away with dumb shit. But we you all know? do dumb shit too, right? And we all deserve some sort of grace. 
I get that, but I'm talking more along the lines of when you're a fucking, yeah. when you're out no, there, you know, you're out there thinking it's okay. Like, hey, look, I took pictures of this underage girl while she was drunk and right. sharing it between your friends. Like, no, that's not like I called out my friends for yeah, things like being, that. That's being a shitty person, not making a mistake. Yeah. You know, like, 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 seriously, like, I, I can't believe, like, there's so many friends I've called out where they've told me, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I slapped my wife once, and it's like, oh, well, let me punch you out, dude, because how the fuck do you think that's okay? Like, right. oh, yeah. well, she gets on my nerves, okay? That Everybody gets on each other's nerves. Right. I'm pretty sure you get on her nerves. Why hasn't she beaten you up? You know, like... <laughs> Like, you know, I, I get that it works both ways as well, but I'm not going to be one to be on the man's side right away. <laughs> like, I'm just not. You know, I I am not one person. But as soon as a woman tells me what's going on, I'm going straight ahead, believing her 110%. Like, that's just the way it should be. Because even if, even if it's someone that you really know and you know that they wouldn't do something like that? Everything's always possible. It's true. If I were not to believe somebody because I supposedly know this person a lot, then that's very discrediting to the person that's going through that. Sure. But would you, I agree with that. Would you go to that person and talk to them before like talking shit about them though? I mean, I wouldn't talk shit about them. I talk shit to them. Gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's, the why, that's, that's wise. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. I mean, I've, I've deal, I've had this a lot of times with like certain friends and you know, there's some who did after a while they held themselves accountable, but it shouldn't take me a man for them to like hold themselves accountable for what they did. They should just do it, you know, because it's wrong. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I see it. Mick and I were talking a little bit. I think it was yesterday or the day before. You talk a lot, Wiley. It's true. I'm a talker. That's that's I want I want Nick to start to talk. That's why I'm getting into this. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm a tiny bit worried for the Ruben conversation because I know we think a little bit differently, and he's a man that speaks his mind. But he was telling me about the whole defund the police thing. Cause I didn't know what I thought about that. I was like, okay, well, if we defund the police, then it's gonna be like the Wild West, then there's gonna be all this crazy shit that's happening. And Mick's like, no, 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 that's not what it's about. So he kind of actually taught me something the other day and I kind of want him to get into it. If that's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I was just going to say that. Well, well, before we go there, you know, I'm hearing you talk Ruben about like systems. Like we talked about the hardcore scene and there's this system in the hardcore scene that just seems broken. And then we're talking about cops and we all know that that system is broken. And then we've got tied to that's, you know, the justice system, which is broken and, you know, and the church, system is broken and Wiley and I can sit here and yeah, we've had stuff happen in our past with bad instances with cops, but never to the extent that those of our, you know, our Latino brothers and sisters, our black brothers and sisters, what they have went through is completely different than what we went through. So to try to compare the two is stupid. It's wrong. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I see all these systems and they're broken and I'm like, 
we got to start wrecking. And I like what you're saying. Um, I don't know if I'd go as, as far as how you would say it, but basically you're calling people <laughs> out on their crap. And that's a good thing. I think we need more of that. Um, it's, just, it's a way to grow. You know, it's like they say, it's that old saying, they say those who cannot remember their past are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. America is doomed to repeat its past. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I do, because oh, uh, I have a tell lot of friends. About, tell me about the whole tank thing and all that stuff. I think that's the, interesting. The, the whole what? The tanks in your town. Oh, yeah. Like, like in, our ta- in our town. I live in Parkersburg, West Virginia. It's like, yes, it is like the third largest city in West Virginia. But still, like, we have two tanks. Our police department has two tanks. Like, why does our police department have to have two tanks? We have two tanks. We have we have a whole we have a SWAT team. Like our SWAT team is armed to the T. And I understand it's West Virginia. Like everybody in West Virginia has guns. I have guns, but never to the extent of I ever thought that this would be like a militarized zone. Like the police yeah. is armed to the teeth. And yeah. um and so, you know, what I'm hearing from a lot of friends who are involved in Antifa and a few other places, they're like, when they start talking about defund the police, which they use that term and abolish the police because it grabs people's attention and punches them in the face because they're like, what do you mean you're going to do that? And then they start like saying, listen, you don't understand. They've got tanks. Why does, why does your town, who has like a couple thousand people, have a tank? Why are, they, why are they armed like the military? Like, why are they hiring all these guys that have only been in training for like, I know it's six months in West Virginia. Wiley said it's only five months in Chicago, which blows my mind. Like, wow, that doesn't make any sense to me. And so, like, the, you know, they're saying these things, like, to slap you upside the head, but then also, like, you don't understand. Like, this is what's happening in your city, and this is the reason why these things are going on, because we're hiring people that we don't need to be hiring. We're arming them to the teeth, and then we're telling them, oh, it's okay to put your, your knee on the back of their neck. Oh, it's okay. We trained them to do that. Yeah. And when they get caught, they go, oh, no, we never trained anybody to do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that whole, you know, the cop that killed George Floyd. You know, I don't want to say his name for many reasons because I don't think he deserves his name being thrown. I don't anywhere. even know his name. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to say it. But I, did you, you say it? Huh? You're no. cutting in and out. Oh, you didn't? I said, I don't even know his name. And I thought you said no. it, but you did. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> so my whole, my, whole thing, my whole thing with that is... The only reason he got all these charges and stuff like that, which I think he deserved more, the fact that they didn't give him first-degree murder is pretty stupid. Because this isn't justice. This isn't justice at all. This is just right. accountability. Exactly. And the thing is that with that's him... A good way of, that's a good way of putting it. The whole thing with him is that he got all these charges was because the white systematic police force or whatever you want to call it and the you know whatever the judges and all that stuff felt they didn't they couldn't defend him anymore and felt he wasn't worth defending anymore so like a sacrificial lamb it's like they had their hands tied behind their back and that's why they did it yeah they didn't do it for any other reason they didn't do it because they care about black people or care about people who are victims to these fucking police yeah, they but did it's murder. Because, he murdered somebody. Yeah, no. They did it just to save their backs and wash their hands from it. The fact that a lot of people, again, especially in the music scene, <laughs> are gonna forget about this and they're gonna move on with their lives when this stuff should keep be being brought up. And that's like 
that's a very sad thing to think about because you think, well, our music's always talking about these things. And apparently, once people see that, like, oh, look, he's, he's getting charged. He's, he's, he's doing, he's getting all these charges. He's going away for 57 years or whatever. No, no, this guy killed like four or five other people he just because been, it wasn't caught on camera. He hasn't been sentenced yet though, right? Uh, no, I think he was just found guilty under the charges yeah. and then they give him the sentence later. Later. Yeah. But they did it's arrest still- him and put him under police custody. Yeah. Well, it's just, which it's just like in you know about an hour and a half from me in Ohio, where my yeah. nephew my nephew is going to college. Like they basically they were on the campus, they were celebrating, you know, the verdict, and at the same time, this young fifteen year old girl was shot and killed by the police. And um, you know, there is all What's kinds that? of different stories. Yeah, that whole story though, there's different sides right. To there's there's different sides to it, and what I sent you was what you know was given to me from the college campus. Now that it's come out later, you know, they do, they did release the, the body cams and, and everything, but it's, it's, it still looks bad. I mean, the girl had a, a butter knife. And yeah. so it, was a, it was a butter knife. Yeah. And they took her out. And oh, I didn't know that. the, and the last week there was riots in Columbus and they flipped over cars and they basically just let it happen. Uh, two nights before, um this incident they let the proud boys walk through ohio state campus armed to the teeth are you serious and did nothing yeah they just let they actually escorted them through the campus my nephew was there god Uh, proud boys you know so it's the system the system's broken wow broken it is it is It's, it's a very broken it's a very broken and unnecessary thing I mean, I want to point out, I want to point out, uh, you know, because I do believe that we can, we can live a safe life without police. One, because I feel more in danger when I see blue lights. I definitely feel, I feel like I can trust, you know, almost anyone besides a cop. And here's my thing. There's towns in Mexico where cartels go there or you know delinquents go there and they uh you know they kidnap girls they sell them to sex trafficking they rape them they kill them cops don't do anything about it you know and because they're either scared they're paid out or because pigs are pigs and the thing is that what happened was that a lot of these towns got together and made a militia and they don't have cops in these towns anymore. They're protecting their town, but they don't want to be called cops or police or anything like that. They're not out there questioning people why they're out late or why they're doing this or that. Like they're just making sure cartels, cops, and Mexican government doesn't get into their towns anymore. They don't allow Mexican officials or military to get in their towns, and they don't have cops. Cartels are afraid of these people. Like it's not. Like these people so are just. What happens if someone murders somebody or steals something? Or oh no, I mean they get they you know they obviously they have get, justice. They, they have justice for all that stuff too, and they're and it's just not the justice that was there. It was just not the system they had before, where it was very like right. I guess uh, where they're not pulling people over for speeding and yeah. Like, 
checking their IDs every time they walk by kind of thing. Like, Yeah, and that's, like, the thing with that. Like, that's why they're doing that. And then there's also, as Len, the organization of uh, rebels in the south of Mexico, where these people are the same thing. They're all revolutionaries, and they don't allow cops or any Mexican government or official go into their town. And that's the thing is, that how is it that these towns, how is it that these towns and this organization is led? There's less crime now. People don't fight each other or try to steal from each other. People don't rape women in these towns. People don't take advantage of children in these towns. So why is it that where there's all these cops going, where all these cops are at, these things are still going on? So that's the question you really have to ask yourself. Why is it that my neighborhood, well, these cops, yet these, all these cops are around, they're putting more cops here in Little Village. They don't do anything. Instead, I get my ass harassed for walking to the store. Where are you going, punk? Where are you going, spick? These people really call me these things. These people have gone as far as coming to my house randomly without a warrant looking for support who god knows who and my mom being scared when i was younger and they told her shut up before we take you back to mexico so i don't think cops are necessary what we need to do is instill values and morals and i don't mean values and morals like oh be a good housewife and you'll get you'll, you'll get you'll get a good husband no it's be a good person be a good person exactly now that's another thing i really cannot stand is this whole like women are meant to be in the kitchen like people say it's not a thing anymore and it's still so alive yeah Yeah. it is and it's disgusting it's it's one of those things where i'm just kind of like uh women are not meant to cater us man like this whole thing of like she she has to she has to take off my shoes when I get out of work. No, dude, take off your own fucking shoes, man. Like I've heard about this stuff still going on and it's like that's crazy. I haven't heard of Yeah. It, it, it's a big thing. It's a big thing in the south. I know that. Yeah. Down where we're really? at. Yeah, it's really big yeah. in church like in some churches, it's it's like that. No, it's, 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 it's it's pretty brutal. It's a big thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm going I was saying it's it's a big thing in the Latin community. As much as I love my community, there's still so many flaws as well, and we need to like rise up from that. Like I've, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been lucky enough, and this might sound really bad, but I've been lucky enough that I've met a women who have put me in my place for certain things that I didn't realize I was being an asshole for, and you know, it shouldn't take that. For me to realize things but it happened and you know i've i've gotten fucking put in my place and as i should you know and that's the sad thing about the society where it's we don't you know we say oh yeah we accept women and we we but then you you know you see all these shows you see all these shows going on and you see you see a girl you used to talk to backstage and right away, oh, I wonder who the fuck she's fucking. Like, no, man, can you just think to yourself, like, people think she's cool. She's probably really good friends with someone back there and she's hanging out with them. But no, people always have to assume, oh, she's she's fucking somebody. You know, it's ridiculous. And if she was, who the fuck are you to say anything? 
you know? Yeah. Why he's like, <laughs> 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 you're, you're in a different world than I. Like, I don't know anyone who talks like that. <laughs> like, that's because you. That's because like, you're a centrist, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I surround myself with all different kinds of people. I'm like bro, with different I, ideals. I think what it is. I'm just saying I don't hang out with people who say who who say those things. That's all I'm saying. I tried. <laughs> I'm I tried to weed those people out especially recently where I'm just like, I don't need people like that in my life. No, you don't. And that's why like lately, like in a way, like as much as, you know, this pandemic obviously sucks. It's one of the worst things to ever happen to us. I miss playing shows, but at the same time, you see the reality of how fucking, of how fucking shitty people really are because they're at home all day. And all suddenly they got the balls to say some shit like, Oh, this this is all fake, and you know what? I don't, you know, like I I don't know where I saw this, and I had to delete these people off of Facebook. And they were part, they are part of the hardcore scene where they're like, we have a whole group of parents, we have a group chat where we don't want our kids learning about, we don't want our kids learning about homosexuality and and being lesbians and bi and transsexuals. They should just worry about being kids, and it's like, all right, I delete these people. I don't need that. You know, like, that's not cool. That's Yeah, I, I understand you know. both sides of that, and that's where my centrist nature comes in, is where, yes, kids should be kids, but kids also need to learn about other things that are above them, above their heads sometimes, yeah. like, it's, and outside builds, of their comfort zone. It builds tolerance. It builds right. acceptance. Right. I don't want, you know, whenever I have kids, I don't want my kid I don't want my kid to like come up to me and tell me, oh, this boy in class dresses like a girl and he calls himself this now. That's so weird. It's like, no, I want him to be supportive towards that person to be like, hey, I will call you by what you want to go by. You know, and that's not hard. That's nothing bad to ask of. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's respect. I guess people sexualize the LBGTQ community too much where people think, Oh, as soon as they teach them about gay, they're going to show them two guys on porn. And it's like, no, that's not the point. You know, like that's, yeah. that's not the point at all. There's nothing wrong with that either, but I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to show that to kids. You know, no. like, you know, that's like one of those it's, things. That's, that's the lie that has been uh, put out there for years about the quote unquote gay agenda. Like yeah. it's, it's been said forever. Oh, the gay agenda. I'm like, and then when you actually talk to folks, you're like, oh, the agenda is we want to be treated like human beings. We want yeah. to treat it like, you know, like humans. Like, yeah, it's it's insane. And I think the reason why people say things like, I don't want my kid learning about this or whatever is because they don't want to put in the work. Yeah. They don't want to put in the. Yeah. You know, and they're the afraid to have those conversations. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's, life. <laughs> that, that's exactly. Oh, that that's is. life. That's how we <laughs> grow. Right. You know, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, like I said, this is why I'm so, like, into this whole, like, like, I'm going to speak my mind now because I feel that people know these things and they talk about them just to get points in the scene, just to look good. You know, one of the things I learned on being on tour with Through and Through was when you're a white male talking about anti-sexism, anti-racism, you know, and, you know, being against homophobics and being against transphobic, I've learned it's only cool when you're a white 
male. Mm. But when you're a brown person, a woman who's, you know, but if you're something outside of that and you're speaking about these things, people just think you're complaining. People look at you and give you this look like, really? You're talking about this? Like, we know. You know, it, it, it's, one of, it's one of the saddest things I ever saw. I saw this a lot playing with different bands, and I just think it was bullshit. I just feel like, what have these, you know, and I, and I hate to say it, but it's like, what have these privileged people gone through? You know, I thank you for pointing these things out. I, I, I applaud you. I applaud you for bringing these things out. But why is it that when you say it matters more than when someone like me says it? Hmm. You know, who, like, is it who is it mattering more to? Well, I'm, just, I'm just asking you a question. What do you mean it matters? Who is it mattering more to? To the crowd. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So, so like the- if a front man's like a white male front man, he goes up and says it. You're saying the crowd takes that in more than if like you went up and said that. Yeah, they take it more than if I, a brown person like you. me were to say it. A woman, you. you know, especially like, you know, there's this whole thing of like where white males or you know, I think just males in general. You know, I I need to to point it out where where black, brown, Asian women aren't taken as serious as they are, as they're being taken serious. For some reason, the hardcore scene, it's like they pay attention more to a male saying these things. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's cool. But a woman says that they pretend to care, and then they're kind of like, oh, she's just fucking bitching. You know, and it's sad because obviously the woman is the one going through these things. You know, it's hard for women in the hardcore scene, especially with this... Oh, boys are just being boys attitude that still hasn't gone away. So it's it, like I think it will though, right? I think I it think, will if we all make an effort. Yeah, Anything and, I, and effort. I think once the youth starts getting older, more people are gonna be more accepting and more open. Yeah. And you know, and like I said, I'm not knocking anybody, I'm not pointing out at anybody specifically, but we have to call each other out. Sure. It just has, it has to happen. You know, we can't, I don't want to be on this whole like rant about oh, this person sucks and this person, but the majority of a lot of people that go to these shows here in Chicago aren't from the city, don't know what's going on in the city, but they want to claim that this is their city. They don't, but yet they won't put in the work to help out what people are going through in the city. They'll rather go back to Joliet, go home and rest. They'll rather go back to, you know, Aurora, go home and rest. Like, and then the next day online, yeah, I hate, I hate cops. And it's like, cool, thank you. I hate cops too. But what are you really doing? You're not out there protesting, you know, like you're not out there. You're out here saying ACAB, ACAB, but. I saw, you know, like, what are you actually doing? You know, I just think it's more than appearances. It, it takes more than appearance. It takes more than appearances. It takes more than just. Well, well real people can see through all that. Yeah. If you're not, out, if you're not helping. I don't know no. about the, the scene anymore because. No, I'm, so saying, I'm saying, I'm saying real people see through that. No, I know. And yeah. And, you know, I've been lucky enough that I've been able to weed out the people 
who get mad when I get frustrated about these things going on. We're like, dude, you're just, you're just, uh, you're just angry, man. You know, I've, I've had other people tell me, oh, you're just an angry Mexican, dude. We get it. <laughs> and it's like, what? Jeez. <laughs> like, what? Like, you know, you should be able to rant to your friends and you should be able to so, speak your mind. I, I've been lucky that both bands I have have been very supportive of my ideologies, even if they're not, uh, even if they're not, I don't even want to call them ideologies because it's just really believing in the human. It's really believing in humanity, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, it's, it's very frustrating when people just think that you're just being an angry, you're just being an angry, whatever, when it's like, no, man, these things are going on. Let's pay attention. Let's call each other out. Let's call each other out on our bullshit. You know, it's, that's how you grow. I mean, you know, I'm one of those people, since you met me, I'm sure you've always known. I love to speak my mind. I don't, I don't. That's why I I love you. (laughs) I, you know, I don't ever hold back, but I've been hanging out with this person lately who she's very, she will not take shit from anybody. And I love this about her. And I feel the more I've hung out with her, the more like it's, it's rubbing off on you. On me. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, cause there is times where I'll like, Oh, you know, that's how I caught myself where I was just like, Oh, you know, that's my, that's my uncle. That's just how he is. But then I start remembering how she is. And I'm just like, no, 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 that's my uncle. So I'm going to go treat him for for being an idiot, you know, like that's what you have to do in order to grow. Yeah. You know, so that's how I feel about those things. You know, it's, I know it's like, it seems like we're going from one thing to another thing, but it's no. all connected. I, I know you've yeah. had this, on, I know you, and I know you've had this on your mind since uh, I asked you on the podcast. And I think it's good that you get this stuff out. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you talk to your friends and you talk to people around you. And of course you can talk online because that's, you know, offered to us today, but there's people who yeah. listen to the podcast who don't know you. And I think it's important that you get to speak your mind. So yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've been, trust me, I've been demonized for speaking my mind by a lot of people. I think know, there but... is, I think there is a fine line. Um, there is calling people out on bullshit, but then there's also respecting people for believing in different things. Yeah. Like, like if you're going to get mad at someone for believing something different um, and call them out on believing something different, I personally don't think that's right because I think our differences is what make us who I, we are. I think when it comes for me to, it's like, it's more so like, let's say an atheist is around and we're mad. I think it's stupid when we're mad at this person is an atheist. You know, yeah, we believe in God. I think when it comes to things like that, it's stupid. But when it's people who are very, you know, when somebody comes up to you with a different belief, such as, oh, I'm okay with, uh, I'm okay with Nazism being in metal. Well, or in the hardcore, and that's where it's like, what? Right, that's extreme. You know, like, but yeah, I get like, it's not like, good. I, like honestly, I don't, you know, I don't get the whole hype behind wearing a Burzum shirt and a Mayhem shirt. Like these bands use Nazi imagery, and people think it's cool to wear these shirts. 
like, well, you know, because black metal is crazy. Most black metal sucks, let's be honest. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I like a few black metal bands. Like, I love Immortal. You know, that's really cheesy because I people know I don't like a lot of that Dungeons and Dragons lyrics and stuff like that. Like, I can't yeah. stand a lot of that shit. But, but don't I love Immortal. Don't a lot of black metal bands use like ancient ruins and all these symbols that like were around so many years ago, and then white power movements come and steal these kind yeah, of. It's kind of like with imagery. right? So it's like it's kind of weird that they can't come up with. I'm not saying they should come up with it. They should just not exist, uh, Nazis, but and all this hate, all these hate groups, but. They're just stealing these old symbols that mean different things. So these bands putting on their shirts might not necessarily mean that they're trying to support Nazism. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but be smart, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, my wife wanted, she likes black metal, and she wanted to buy this shirt, and it had, like, the, the rune that almost looks like a peace sign, but, like, it's, like, upside down. And I was like, do not buy that, because... <laughs> Like white power people have taken that and made it into a white power symbol. Just be smart, you know. Yeah, yeah like I said, be smart, but also do not tell your woman what to do. Well, <laughs> I don't want her walking around with white power symbols. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally understand that. You know, it, it's it's just one of those things, man. We we got to be smarter than that. We can't allow these things to be in hardcore punk or in metal. You know, these are the genres that are supposed to stand up against all this stuff. And True. now you're telling me that we're we're enabling it by keeping our mouth shut. I'm not one to keep my mouth shut. You know, I'm not one to keep to keep anything that I believe in inside because I will go out there with a can a spray can and if I have to, I will write down everything I believe in in everybody's face. Sure. Um, one thing that I that I will say that really bugs me is I don't understand how right wing, like these crazy radical right wing people are upset about punk rock. Like they get upset about lyrics and punk rock. And they're like, well, I used to like that band, but then they got too political. Like descendants is one thing. Like there's all these people on their freaking page. Descendants call out Trump all the time. And they can't stand Trump. And you have people like, stop talking about politics. I liked you better when you sang about other things. And it's like, they've always what been talking about. They've always been political. <laughs> like, it's like people get older and they, or did get older and they became right wing. And then they, they forget that the bands that they loved growing up spoke out against these things. Yeah. And then, they're, oh, yeah. And then they get, and then they get mad at them that they forgot and that they're still speaking out against these things. <laughs> And it's just, yeah. it's mind-blowing to see some of these conversations. Yeah, no, it's uh, one of those things where it's like, you, like, I think I saw an article, I think, was it this past summer? Summer 2020, when people were like, where people were like, oh, I'm not listening to Rage Against the Machine anymore because they're all suddenly political. And it was just yeah, like, Yeah, Nick and I had this conversation. <laughs> Like, they've always been political. Right. Like, what? What are you talking about? You know, like they've they've always been a political band. What are you talking about? Like, have you not read their fucking lyrics? Like, yeah. are you that slow? You know, it's like this dude, and it's funny because I'm part of this uh, suicidal tendencies. Obviously, obviously, I'm part of this suicidal tendencies forum and Facebook. And there's been like a few people where they like try to be like, yeah. 
ST for life and Trump for life. And then you have all these other suicidal tendencies fans jumping on them like, fuck you, suicidal tendencies doesn't like, you know, because Mike Muir has had, Mike Muir has had a lot of, uh, Mike Muir has had a lot of, a lot of lyrics, like lyrics where he's never been, you know, he's like, I don't necessarily call my music political, but politics don't like me for what I believe in. And I think that that's something that's like very, I think that's something that's like very important to to see. It's like something very. Sorry. Got another conversation going on back there. No attendance, because uh, I'm I'm in the yard and that's stuff okay. like that. So like tendons are walking in. No problem. That's all good. Stuff like that, and um, you know the whole thing is like with suicidal tendencies. Like all these people are like they're not a political band. You're right. They're not a political band. But they're influenced by the corruption of politics that have that has happened in their neighborhood, right. you know. Like, and that's one of the things. Like, and then there is interviews where Mike Muir is like, "I don't like Trump. Everything he believes in is wrong," you know. And then these people are gonna like try to try to like I don't know what their lame Photoshop skills try to put Donald Trump with like a bandana, and all these people are like, "Well, first of all, Donald Trump hates Mexicans, and you're putting Mexican culture on the fucking idiot." You know, like, I think the main problem is we gave that asshole way too much power. Yeah, I think we did. I think we still are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, but we got to point out, like I said before, those who do not talk about their past, those who not remember their past are doomed to repeat it. Uh oh, Oh. that's that's an hour. Oh, (laughs) oh. We had an hour. So what, what that means is I got one more question for you, then we'll wrap it up. <laughs> so what is next for CDOs Carry? Are you guys, are we going to see an EP? Are we going to see a full length? Can you talk about anything? Come on, give us something. What do you got next? Well, here's one of the things. I hate five-year plans. <laughs> well, give me, give me, a, give me, a, give me I, I mean, here, here's the thing. October. October is definitely writing right now. We got a few songs that are down. And if the songs are, if the songs are complete by, let's say in the next two months, then we will start talking about recording. We'll start talking about everything else that comes after that. Maybe live streams. Cause I don't still don't think it's, it's safe to play shows. That's another thing I want to point out bands that are playing shows right now. Stop it. You don't, what is wrong with you? Any yeah. band. I don't care if they're bands that my friends are in. Stop right. playing shows. Stop ruining the band. And we said know. we're not even going to consider it till next year. Exactly. No, same thing for us. We're not playing any shows. Any shows so it's safe. It's plain and simple. But yeah, that's the thing I could tell you about CDOs Kere is that we don't we don't necessarily we don't necessarily know exactly what's gonna happen, but we are definitely in the writing process. Uh we're definitely, you know, we're definitely putting our heads together. You know, we, you know, you saw we changed our logo to that one you're wearing. Uh, we're big into, we're big into, uh, you know, we're big into making sure that everything we believe in is out, poured out into our music. You know, again, we're not a political band. We're not in any way endorsing any type of political agenda, but we believe in humanity. You know, and I think that's a very important thing, and that message will be in anything we do. So, you know, people want to tell us, you know, 
how to be and how to act. And it's like, nah, man, we're not going to take that. We're, we're going to be us. Cidios get it is, is a whole different ball game. We don't take shit from nobody. <laughs> what's, your, nobody what's, your fa- <laughs> what's your favorite Cidios carry song? Uh, Urban Guerrilla. Let's play it right now. Drop it. Boom. favorite track and uh ruben thanks for being with us we love you brother we're excited for new music love you too thanks for speaking your mind and i like this like shot you got of your face going right now oh no it's (laughs) because i'm scratching i'm scratching my stomach and i want you to see it (laughs) (laughs) awesome i feel like we didn't let mick talk at all I was listening a whole lot, man. I, 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 if I can say this, dude, I really like when I, Wiley always talks you up. And so I was really, I was, I was really excited to have this conversation, but I wanted to listen a whole lot. Cause I wanted to hear what you had to say. Um, but man, when I watched that live stream, I was like, dude, that guy, that guy's awesome. I just want to hear what he has to say. And then hearing you tonight, man, you just have an awesome heart. Like, Thank you. I appreciate that. You do. Like, I, I know you're, you're calling stuff out, but at the same time, there's just so much hope in, in what you were saying. Like, like I can tell, I, I don't know. I just like hearing people's perspectives and hearing where they're coming from. And I just want to yeah. learn from it. So that's why I like, sometimes I just want to, like when, when I hear, you know, I hear your heart, I just want to listen and learn from it. So thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, it's like, 
You guys listened to everything I had to say. I hope I didn't offend anyone. Actually, if I offended you, then you're the problem. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's not the case at all. No, sir. No, sir. No, oh, no, no. I, I think it's funny. I think on a lot of points, we think very similar. Mick and I are very like, yeah, I call myself a centrist. But what does that really mean? That just means I like to listen to people's point of views and take what I learned from it and, and yeah, you know, chew it up yeah. and swallow it. Yeah, I'm a hardcore socialist, bro. I'm 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 a socialist all the way. <laughs> so it's uh but I mean I don't like I said, I don't really call myself anything, but I feel like if you're gonna believe in humanity, socialism is the way to go. Uh but at the same time, even that I have a problem with. You know, I call out a lot of people who say they're into socialism and it's just like, but dude, you're into like bragging about your new like car and Stuff like that, and you're over here like putting out how you're making fun of poor people for having less like shoes that are less expensive than yours. How are you a socialist? You know, like I mean, I love expensive shoes. I love Jordans. Don't get me wrong. I have a yeah. Thing you're for a shoe buying. collector. I'm yeah. I have a thing for buying. Okay. I have a thing for buying Jordans and and stuff like that. But I'll never go up to someone next to me and be like, "Yeah, hey, look at your shoes. They suck compared to mine." Like, nah, yeah. man, that's that's ridiculous. What what what? What are you do? What does that say about your person? You know, right? But yeah, yeah, that's my whole thing with that. You know, but at the same time, I'll give up those shoes anytime if I if that means that people could live better lives. Well, I'm not getting. I shouldn't get into that. You should. As you say, as you say, people can live better lives not supporting Nike because they're one of the biggest sweatshops. That I know. And thank you enslaves people. <laughs> no, I know it's a, it's a horrible thing. It really sucks because like growing up in this neighborhood, you would you you would know why those shoes mean a lot to people, why they mean a lot to people who get them here. My parents were cheap when I grew up. You know, seeing those shoes, I was like, oh my God. And when I was able to work and make my own money and buy myself the most expensive shoes, I did it. Yeah. You, know? you know, my parents yeah. used to lie to me, like, oh hey, don't worry, wear the Batman shoes. You you actually run faster in the Batman shoes. Fucking liars. <laughs> you know, that's, that's funny. The palest Batman shoes. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I, I, I appreciate my mom for everything she's done for me. Uh, she is literally one of the biggest influences of my life. I think that a lot of the stuff, you know, I wasn't able to catcall growing up because my mom, that was a big no-no. Good. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's a big thing that we, that, you know, I've heard stories of how other women have been like, oh, you know, it's, or other, not other women, but people are always like, oh, take it as a compliment, you know, not just women, but there's been other people. And it's like, no, that's, that's a way to, that's a way for people to show their, that they can empower somebody that they think is less than them, you know, and uh, thank yeah, God. It's, my it's mom, ignorant. Yeah, it's ignorant. Thank God my mom, like. You know, she knew this is a messed up world, so I'm going to make sure you're at least decent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously we couldn't show any type of hate towards anybody that was different. And uh, I, 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 think, I thank my mom so much for that. You know, I, everybody, I think everybody knows I'm such a big mama's boy. <laughs> like, no, I'm wrong with just, that. you know, I'm just like, these are the things that uh, we, that we need, you know, these, you know, the, for good examples again 
I don't mean stuff like, oh, go to church and pray and come home and clean to your wife. I mean, uh, make your wife clean and your wife has to do this. It has to be just believing in what's right. And I think those good values and morals will go far. Yeah. Um, the thing I want to say about Mick, I Mick usually does all the editing. He does all the heavy lifting of this podcast. And I usually, okay. do, I usually, I usually find the guests and then I write an outline. Um, but I even, Mick can attest to this. I even called them last week and said, Hey man, I've got all these questions. Do you want me to write some questions for you? Do you want to write some questions? Like, do you want to talk more? And Mick's like, no, I like the outline. I like how it goes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> if you like it, that's cool. Oh man, yeah, I, he's think, gonna... I think Mick should talk more too. Hashtag make Mick talk. <laughs> make Mick talk. For real, man. I feel like you messed out the whole conversation. He just listened to us go at it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good listener. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Like I said, uh, we just need to push ourselves to be better. I'm not saying be better than the next person, but be better than ourselves yesterday. Yeah, that's you cool. know? I like that. I like uh, that. Cool. Well, well, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, for sure. So Love you, brother. Wiley. How many bands do you have, Wiley? Too many. <laughs> 27. <laughs> 27. <laughs> make All right, one, guys. Make one of them now. I am, and he oh, dropped nice. me in one. <laughs> nice. I made him. I made him join. <laughs> I did, maybe, maybe, I can, you can't see it. It's over here. On, it's on this side. I maybe bust out my bass. I haven't, I haven't had that thing yeah, out for probably it. a year. Oh, yeah. I've been, been, yeah, I've been, been running through the lines, man. So. Nice. Hey, man. I'm old. He's a badass bass player, though. Hey, Zayo OG. <laughs> hey, All, right, just, All right, dude. Take care. All right. It's good talking to you guys. Good talking to Same. you. Good to see your face for real. For sure. Even though it's getting dark now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, All right guys. Take Thank care. Bye. 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 Fresh pot! All right. It is that time of the podcast where we review coffee good coffee and this episode we have a special guest we have my wife Lindsay. yo <laughs> welcome hanging with us and uh, she's gonna review some coffee for us today thanks so how about that on the, yeah thanks for being on the podcast thanks for having me that's right <laughs> so you want to jump right in and tell them what it was that you got and well for the listeners this is the this is prancy nancy's savior yes i'm trying i keep trying and bring in prancy nancy bring in prancy nancy she's a mom now my girl's grown up (laughs) that makes you a grandma oh my gosh yeah (laughs) mammal mammal (laughs) a mamma cat cat mamma oh my gosh that's crazy um okay (laughs) So do I just talk about it? Just go for it. That's how we go. Okay. So I'm going to review Silverbridge Coffee Company. We grabbed this in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, when we went to the Mothman Museum for our son's sixth birthday. He's obsessed with the Mothman. Yeah, Mothman. 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 
Um, I saw yeah. all those pictures online, by the way. Oh my gosh, that he was like a fun time. He was in heaven, like it was insane. He totally ate up the secret agent top secret mission thing we did. Um, nice. He was all over it. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see, we got the Mothman blend. It was a dark roast, rich and intense. Yes. <laughs> and it was. So you both had it. Yeah. Yeah, we both drank it. Yeah, we both drank it and we are, could, are you drinking it right now? No, unfortunately no. we drank it super fast. So that oh. was at the end of March. Mm -hmm. And we just drank it like I don't know within a few days. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> Just so like the unicorn blood, you guys smashed it. I know. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> so that means it's good coffee, at least. It was really, really good. And I like it when you can actually smell the coffee, like through the bag, and you could smell this so yeah. good. I just, like, I picked it up and sniffed it, and I was like, okay, this is ours now. And that's <laughs> that's got to be a treat, too, because you, your son's, like, into Mothman. You yes. go to this Mothman museum, right? Uh -huh. And they have coffee there, so you're like, Oh, let's go check this out. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing you wander over there and you smell it. And you're like, whoa, this actually might be good. Yeah. And the, the time before we got a Mothman coffee mug. So it was yeah. natural, the natural progression. Yes. Was to yeah. get coffee this time. So let us know what you thought of it. I thought it was really good. Um, it, uh, it was really strong, but it wasn't like a jittery type strong, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. And I thought that it was neat because it's a blend of two African coffees, like two different. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not like a really big coffee person, like to know things about it, but I thought that was kind <laughs> of impressive. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, it was so good that she, the other night she was doing research because they make more than just the Mothman blend. Oh yeah. They have a bunch They've of stuff. They've got tons of stuff. And uh, it's it's from the town across the river from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It's on the they're Ohio in, side. Yeah, they're in Gallipolis, Ohio. Yeah, which is on the other side of the Silver Bridge that fell when, you know, back in the, was it the 50s? That Hold on, I have it. Where did I write it at? It collapsed on December 15th, 1967. <laughs> Oh, 60s. 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what what correlates it with Mothman? Like what makes it the Mothman coffee? Well, um, the Mothman was first sighted. And I knew all this because my friends and I were obsessed with Mothman in high school. Like, so my son being into this is totally like nostalgic for me. Um, the Mothman was first sighted November 15th, 1966. And some people say that he terrorized the citizens of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Some say he was trying to warn them that there was something wrong with the bridge. Well, the silver. Wait, so the bridge collapsed a year before, though, he was. No, it collapsed in 67. Oh. Yeah, 66 was the oh. first time they saw him. Yeah, 66 him. is when Mothman was first seen and it collapsed in 67. Okay, I gotcha. So some got people say, yeah, some people say Mothman was a friend. Some people say he was the enemy. Well, so this bridge collapsing, was this uh, was this like a huge bridge? Was it a bridge that was used often? Or yeah. Like, give me um, some backstory on this. Well, I don't really know too a lot about the bridge other than it was built in 20, 1928. Was the this like a... Oh, the, bridge, the bridge crossed the Ohio River. So it's a pretty... The Ohio oh, River is okay. pretty huge. So it, it, that's a, it was a big bridge. It was a huge deal. And the crazy thing is her mom 
Gotcha. I think like a month before or even weeks before had was crossing the bridge into Ohio and mm-hmm. back. And then, you know, like a month later. It oh, fell. wow. Yeah. 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 So it was like a huge deal. And West Virginia, Ohio, in that area, it was like a, it was a huge, huge thing for that. 46 to people died. Yeah. 46 people died. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was a big was deal. A, that was a huge yeah. bridge. Yeah. yeah. yeah I had big. like a, I had like a Beetlejuice bridge in my head. like like the one that collapsed on Beetlejuice well the crazy thing is is that bridge on either side of the bridge there's a stoplight and so that the lights turned red and so they were there's a bunch of cars on that bridge and so then it you know while they were all on the bridge it collapsed so that's why there was so many yeah yeah yeah. and the crazy thing is the bridge that used to be in Parkersburg where we live there's a bridge over to Belfry the old one where you could it was the whole the steel grate one where you can kind of drive over it and look through yeah. and see the river. It's kind of like the same model. So, and that one, I was still a kid when it was still in use in Parkersburg. So, um, so that was the type of bridge it was in, in, in Ripley. Yeah. I forget what Point it's called, Pleasant, like a two chain or something. Yeah. I saw it when I looked it up. Cause I, remember I like, what year. I like how this became bridge talk on coffee yes. and hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mothman episode. It's the Mothman. Oh my episode. gosh. That'd be amazing. <laughs> what is your favorite kind of coffee or not kind brand? Like what is your favorite go-to coffee that you do you like, do you drink a certain coffee every day or do you switch it up all the time? Um, we drink like just normal people coffee <laughs> for the most part but i because like I don't, folgers or something no listen <laughs> our like everyday coffee you're gonna don't die it. don't say it's, it you're gonna die it is the kroger mm. um is it the sunrise no it's the breakfast blend the, is it the breakfast okay. okay it's some breakfast blend but i i just don't like we drink so much coffee. I can't spend fifteen dollars because it's that's gonna last us what two weeks maybe. I don't. Yeah. I can't just spend thirty dollars on coffee every month. So we just kind of like buy the basic stuff and then pick a couple to try out because there's a lot of flavored. I know you don't like flavored coffee, but Mm-mm. this Silver Bridge they have a ton of flavored coffee that I want to get. Yeah, yes. for listeners, no, don't send me flavored coffee. Yeah, yeah don't, don't send I Riley. repeat. <laughs> Do not send. You send him flavored coffee, he sends it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and the crazy thing is, is that this, the Silverbridge stuff kind of, kind of had us go, well, I wonder what other places around West Virginia that roast their own coffee. So we kind of found like five or six other places that I think we're going to try. Yeah, we're going to order. Like I want to get, is it Coal River? Mm-hmm. Whole river roasters i want to get some from there we got a couple because i, re- I cool. want to get yeah i want to get some from west virginia that'd yeah. be cool if you guys uh got all five at some point and tried yeah. them and and took notes and like came on the show and talked about them yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna yep gonna happen <laughs> explosion melt your face yeah cool yep well, thanks right, for well, being on the podcast. That was thanks. short, short lived, but it was good to see your face and hear your voice. Well, thank you. This was fun. <laughs> so, cool, yeah. cool. All right. See you. Bye. <laughs> All right. We are at the end of this podcast, the outro, if you will. That was season two, episode five. Booyah. 
Don't go there. Coffee and hardcore is all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> and we uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to like the podcast on and check it out on Facebook and Instagram. Also, follow us on Spotify. Uh, go on Apple Music and do the thing that Wiley doesn't like, uh... and that is leave a review. Uh, <laughs> leave a positive review. That just helps us get out there in front of more folks. And you know, all these these uh, podcasts. Uh, what do you? They're called catchers i guess is what they're called what does that mean it means you you catch the pod like you you we are casting the pod and somebody catches it and so spotify apple those are catchers whatever but they're all updating all their systems right now to try to get you know the whole what is that the algorithm yeah everything yep the algorithm thank you um but uh we i knew one thing yeah (laughs) but but when you follow us and you like us and you leave a review it helps us stay out there in front of folks which by the way do it (laughs) our last episode the one with vanguard is slowly becoming our most listened to episode check that out that's good news right yeah yeah really good news next episode the plan as of now is to chat with nate and eddie from skullcrack we plan to pick their brains about the new album coming out and the coffee and hardcore theme song that they wrote for us yeah and so make sure in this episode you check out uh all the show notes so you can get all the links to the bands and to the coffee and and all that good stuff so yeah tons of tons of links in 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 all our podcasts so check out the show notes yeah Again, as uh, as Mick said earlier, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and <laughs> Apple Music. Uh, follow us and give us a share if you would, please. Um, but let's let's outro this. Uh, let's drop "Cry Cry Blood" by Steel Pulse for all the people of color, all of our family of all different colors. It is a very powerful song, and we all need to start seeing each other as family, no matter our race, religion, or culture. So, Mick, drop "Cry Cry Blood." now to end this podcast boom till next time see ya who the hell do they think i am give me food from the pot pot give me scrap from them table i'm on a desperate or disabled in this land we live with dog eat dog
Try to put things right, but no, I 